Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, 7 a.m. Eastern, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Wednesday, September 18, 2019. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 55 on the second paragraph that starts with, actually, we were fooling ourselves, focusing on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Janice B., Leon D., Pam M., Esther F., Kathy G. S. The reference numbers for yesterday's meetings are the 7 a.m. Eastern meeting, 13,407. That's 13407. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 13,408. That's 13408. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message through recovery, carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Esther F. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Esther. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought for prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day, everybody, and I pass. Thank you, Esther. I will now ask for Kathy G.S. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Kathy. Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy G.S., compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Georgia. 
The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Kathy. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what we've read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book on page 55 on the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Janice B. to get us started. Go ahead, Janice. Thank you, Amy. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Thank you. Oh, good. Okay. Um, good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Vermont. Okay, so actually we were fooling ourselves. For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other, it is there for faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. So um, I, I, I really ought 
always wanted to have a relationship, to have a God in my life, to to trust and rely on a, on a God. But I I had no idea of how to do it and how to get there. And um, through through the process of the steps and the help of people in the program, um, I. I have come to see, and and thank thank God, you can the, the directions say you can choose your own power because I thought I had to have um, the 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 church God that I had grown up with, and um, that deep down inside inside us, I you know I always. So I always was I was always looking for energy, um, spirit. Um, I, you know, I I identified it as chi or this life force. Like I was always looking for that. I wanted to be I wanted to be outward and upward. You know, I wanted to be a part of the world and not isolated and not belonging and I didn't know how to get there so that that I can identify with deep down inside me there is a life force and it was obscured and I call that my spirit and and my spirit is part of 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 a greater spirit that everybody has this this same life force inside of them that wants to be upward and outward and it is obscured um it you know i looked for it in um i looked for it in alcohol i looked for it in food i looked for it in diet pills and it was you know i could never get it so um yeah that's what's deep down inside me and it's deep down inside everyone and um and the 12 steps helps is is the path to to finding that and awakening that and 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 awakening mm, it's all it's awake it's there inside but um you have to look inside to find it and um it will happen. It happened for me, and I'm, I'm so very grateful that I didn't do it. I just took steps, the steps to um, that made it happen. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Janice B. Okay, so if you haven't shared in a couple of days, we'd love to hear from you first. Who would like to share on what was read? <laughs> Naomi B. Yeah. Ruel from New York. Maury B. Mary B. Susan A. Susan A. Okay, all right, hold on. All I got was Naomi B, Tina F, Mary B. I'll take a couple more. Vasa O. Teresa P. Vasa O. There was someone before Vasa. Susan A. Susan. Susan, what was the last initial, first initial last name, please? Susan A. Susan A. Okay. We're going to hold there with these five and then do, I finally heard you. I'll get you in on the last, on the next one there. And I think there was 
someone else too. So let's just hold on that one here. So here's what I have. Naomi B, Naomi B, Tina S, Mary B, Vasa O, Susan L. Or is it do L? Is it Susan L, correct? Do I have a Susan out there? No, it's Susan A as an apple. Susan A. Okay. Got it. Thank Susan. you. <laughs> yep. All right, Naomi B, you're up. Okay. Amy, good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, great. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. I love how they use capital letters and lowercase letters. Here it is, a power greater than ourselves, uppercase B, P. But then here's is a power in human lives, lowercase B, because I know for myself the power that I draw from my higher power is definitely an uppercase P. I can remember back in the day when my husband and I were looking to buy a house. How do you pray to God for a house? That's huge. That's so much money. It worked. And then over the years, unfortunately, my power, the higher power, became the lowercase p. And it was like he couldn't be interested in me, not for the food. I used to pray to him when I had my business to send new families into my life. And then I come into this wonderful program, and I find that this this power is interested in me and loves me and cares about what I put in my mouth and what comes out of my mouth verbally. It's, it's mind-boggling to go through crisis in my life with a cup of water in my hand or a bottle of water in my hand. This is amazing. And, you know, I'm like, like they say, just another bozo on the bus. But it works. And every morning I wake up and I have my prayer meditation and I thank this uppercase P, my higher power, for loving me enough to get me through another day abstinently and so beautifully said all the time, happily. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. Tina S. followed by Mary B. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Amy, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Grateful to be on the line today. Um, Well, you know, what I really liked was the previous paragraph, and then it brings me to this paragraph because, you know, all around me, initially I love that it talks about that deep down within every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God because as a kid, you know, raised in a religion, you know, I wanted this thing that I heard in the church initially as, as a small child. But as I grew, you know, that uh, calamity and pomp and worship of other things came more important. And, and what I thought that was that, you know, there probably was a God, but he probably wasn't for me because I, I couldn't fit the bill. You know, I couldn't fit the bill here. You know, I wasn't good enough. And, uh, but in the previous paragraph, it talks about the spiritual liberation. And I saw that around me, too. I saw people who rose above their problems, and they said that God made these things possible. And I smiled, you know, because my experience was as a young child, even though I was probably 20 years older, way back when, that didn't happen for me, so I'm sure it's not going to happen. So I have to make this thing come about by my own self. And I love that they talked about the capital letters and the small letters for higher power because I became my own higher power. And let me just tell you, you know, proof be told, proof be told, you know, I failed utterly. Self-reliance failed me, for sure. You know, 
and, and by coming into the rooms and, and hanging around for long enough to see that something was happening here, something was happening. Some these people had something that I did not have. Maybe that I could do what they did, and that's the only way it happened for me. You know, because I wanted it to happen through you to me. You know, and that did happen, but I had to do some work. You know, I had to do the deal. You know, and and one day at a time, you know, coming to believe that something bigger than me could restore me to sanity and then making a decision to let that happen, you know, and then doing steps four through nine and then continuing 10, 11, and 12. I've had this spiritual awakening, a transformation that one day at a time, I don't have to pick up anything to fill that hole if I have a connection with a power greater than myself. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina. Okay, Mary B. followed by Dr. O. Go ahead, Mary. Good morning. This is Mary A. B. Gratefully recovered. That's okay, Amy. Gratefully recovered in Northern California. I couldn't pass this up this morning. Um, The deep that deep down in every man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea of God. I've been in programs since November of 1962. I have been on that long, long journey, that educational journey for the personal higher power that would work for me in this program. I uh, studied the books, churches, seminars, classes, looked everywhere, up, down, and around. And fortunately, I did find a higher power. And uh, I have a sponsor, my sponsor today, and she's been my sponsor off and on over the years. Her license plate says, Go Within. That's what she teaches. Um, she leads meditations and uh, classes and and so forth. And um, and I finally got it that I could pull that higher power out of the books, out of the classes, out of the uh, seminars, out of the church, and that God is within me right here, right now, and all around. Now I've been. Um, coming to a vision for you for four years and 11 months. And here's something that I can't be really positive of. I can't share this as my experience, but I believe it deep down in my heart that if from the very beginning I had had this program, this book, I had the book, but I didn't have the direction that we have in this particular meeting, that this would have taken me to that higher power directly. That's the purpose. That's the purpose of the book. That's the result of working the steps and studying the way we do right here. I'm very grateful for this meeting. I'm very grateful that I've had this four years and 11 months, and I personally will keep coming back because I'm still um, having that discontent. But today, my discontent is a spiritual hunger. And I will keep learning. I keep my mind open. There is more. 
And I am so grateful, and I thank you, all of you on this line. And thank you this morning, Amy, for your service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Mary (laughs) A.D. Okay, Vasa, oh, you're up, followed by Susan A. Go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for your service, and good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive video calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. It's a really good paragraph. Deep down, I had the desire, the craving to know who God was. And I have found that right here at, my, at the 12 steps coming to Overeaters Anonymous. As growing up, I heard God was good and, and God was to be feared, to be afraid of God, and God was punishing. So I had a lot, a lot of mixed feelings about God. And I did have idols, you know. I worship other things. It could be, you know, the food, my husband, my kids, the house, people, places, and things. And uh, and I remember feeling disappointed at God at one time in my life or another time because when things were not going so good, when I prayed to God, He didn't come, he didn't come through for me. Well, learned years later on, God was there. He carried me through those things when I didn't even think God was there. But somehow, you know, coming to Overeaters Anonymous, and uh, I, had to de- I came to the end of myself trying to put the food down, and I found a sponsor that introduced me to a loving God. You know, she said to me, well, you know, I guess this God that you had, he's not doing very good, you know, service in your life right now. Why I lend you my God, you know. And she gave me a, a loving, nurturing, understanding God. And he loved me in any, any ways, no matter what, no matter what, what I had done in my lifetime and forgiveness and, you know, and he will never, never abandon me. And, and I remember being afraid at that time when I surrendered to God you know, on my first meeting when I came home on my knees. I was saying, God, I surrender. I put the food in, in your hands. Please help me and forgive me for all the sins. And I had this big spiritual experience. That moment, I didn't even know what happened to me. And uh, I remember getting up in the morning and telling my sponsor, and she says, well, that's God, Vasa. Hold on him with your dear life because this God, that you have just received is the kind of God that's going to love you and help you with the food addiction and everything in your life. And that was the beginning of my new, my new relationship with God. And I've had this relationship working through the steps, coming to the meetings, doing the work the way it's suggested here, one, you know, the way it's laid out, and that's my time. I'll never be so more grateful. God has never left me in 33 years, almost 34 and I have never left having that relationship with Christ, working through the steps, and doing the work. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Rasa. Susan A., you're up. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Thank you for your service to us this morning. And my name is Susan A., and I'm recovered in Pennsylvania. What stuck, uh, what uh, shot out at me this morning in this reading is that deep within us is the idea of God and that God can, can be obscured 
by calamity, worship of other and worship of other things. For me, the obscurity has come with my addiction to food. That has been the biggest thing to obscure me, my disease. On the positive side, I experience God within me and outside of me. Um, the way I experience God within me is as a friend, as unconditional love, and as power. The way I experience God outside of me is on this line, um, hearing you know, the, the recovery of you and the miraculous that's being miraculously demonstrated among us. I also experience my higher power in beauty. That's, this is the external, uh, birds, flowers, trees, the beach, the waves, the sky. And, uh, that is profound and shows how complex and deep God is. Um, my thoughts are that we are also complex and deep. Otherwise, we couldn't connect with such a, uh, you know, a, a complex higher power. Um, and I tried for a quarter century to put the food down on a consistent basis, and I failed in and of my own power. But through God's power, I've been recovered for 11 months, it's been a true gift from my higher power and is fundamentally changing my life and, and the lives of you that I hear on the phone. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. We're now going to just make a brief pause, take a brief, brief pause for an announcement. Take it away, Charles. Good morning, family. Charles H. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Y'all know what time it is, right? Uh, it's not time for the the, the next year. It's under two months. It's going to be Liddy. It's going to be a lituation. Um, the third vision for you presents uh, the power of the big book convention. When? November 15th through the 17th, Friday through Sunday. The place to be, the Marriott Hotel and Convention Center, at the Newark, New Jersey Liberty International Airport. The website to register is www.avisionforyou4, the number 4u.info. Registration closes October 24, 2019. So hurry up and get registered. Book your flight, hook it up. Get a roommate, book it up. You know there's places where you can go to congregate to get those type of things done. Um, put a voice to a face. Put a face to a voice. It's going to be 800 intimate friends and family. Pull up. Now back to our regular scheduled program. Woohoo! Thank you, Charles. Yes, it's going to be exciting. So register now. Awesome. Okay, back to our meeting. Who would like to share on what was read? Do I have you there at the top of the list? And who else did I miss last time, please? Jen A. Reba Larry Linda D. Linda D. Kelly. I'm getting a bit. Of, I'm getting a bit of an echo, but hopefully that can be worked on. I don't know if it's just me Maura or not. D. I hear the Maura. echo as well. Okay. Larry K. Maura. All right, Larry. I missed someone here before Larry and Mara. If you could say Kelly. Your name. Jen A. Kelly. 
that Gen A maybe? Yeah, that's right. Okay, if anybody's on a speakerphone, if you could get off that, that might help too. All right, here's what I have. Duel, Reva P, Mara C, Larry K, Jen A. I can take another person or two. I just can't hear your voices. So try again, please. Kelly S. All right, Kelly. Reva P. Who was that? Teresa P. All right, let's go with that. Teresa P. I think I got enough time for you, Teresa. I'll keep you posted. All right, Duel, followed by Reva P. Go ahead, Du. Um, okay. Hey there. Good morning. Hey there, Dew. Good morning. Uh, this is Du L, uh, Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. Um, I absolutely love this. It says, actually, we were fooling ourselves. What are we fooling ourselves from? It says, we had seen spiritual release, but we like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. That's that's what we're fooling ourselves because we won't, you know, we say we, it won't work for me, you know, that I don't have enough faith or enough belief because I'm still running on self-sufficiency. You know, that's, that's the fooling myself, right? I'm not, I'm not wanting to believe that deep down inside of me, that there is this fundamental idea of God. And, you know, and so is it something that I have to acquire or is this something that's already there? And it says, you know, and, and the thing is, our belief in God is something that we don't need to acquire. It's something that has been buried deep down inside, sometimes by fear, sometimes by resentment, sometimes, you know, it's that we need to uncover it from the wreckage of our past you know, so that we can see what's there. And it says it's obscured, it's blocked. It's it's blocked by calamity, by tragedies, by things that have occurred to us, our compulsive eating, our, our food behaviors, um, by pomp, by, by arrogance, by belligerence, by not believing, by not wanting to believe, um, by our own prejudice. Um, has been blocked by other worship of other things like the food or alcohol or any other type of addiction that just keeps us locked in and not wanting to access that power because we think we know better, you know, but it says, but it's there, it's there because you've seen it in others, you've seen the spiritual release in others, and it's the miraculous demonstration in the power of the human lives. When I see another recovered person get this, and I see how they've gotten this, and I see that it's possible within them, then I can also believe that it's possible within me. And all I have to do is go through the process of unblocking those things, right? There's a process called step four through nine to unblock those things and access the power of God. And it is evident and it's there and you can see it, and you can see it in others, and this program teaches us that, right? So you don't have to worry about, you know, not accessing it. All you have to do is look deep down inside and start to discover that for yourself and uncover that. So um, I'm grateful to, uh, to this program today for 
everything that time to me about this power of God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duel. Reva P., you're up, followed by Mara C. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. And I love this paragraph. I love it because in my experience, you know, I came into program, I was licked, and I heard about this God thing. And I heard that my solution, my salvation, will be something related to a higher power. So I searched and I was so confused. Where do I find this God? Because at step two, I'm told the solution of coming to believe in a power greater than myself, but I have no access. So the joke was on me. And I loved um, a speaker I once heard who said, you know, we... um, OAs, AAs, um, any addicts, like I make things so complicated. I will search everywhere, everywhere outside myself, and I will make it so complicated. And God put himself in the last place I'm going to look, which is right inside of me. Um, And I love how it says, the reason I can't access this power and the reason why it's obscured and blocked You know, the calamity, the confusion, the catastrophe, the disaster, the misery, a lot of that is from my own mind. It's from my own thinking. And it totally blocks me from God. And pomp, you know, self-importance, I don't think of myself as a a self-important person, but when I really do the work that gets me unblocked in 4 through 9 and then 10, 11, 12, I see how I really believe I know better. And I think things should be this way, not the way God has made them. So I am pompous. And I certainly worship other things, people, meetings, um, all that stuff. And it's all blocked by me. It's so fascinating. And the answer is so incredibly simple. I work on me. I unblock. It's like all these rocks on the road. Somebody once gave me an analogy. I can't get to my destination until I get all the boulders off the road, and then it's right there. It's like pulling up the shade. It's like when it's dark in the room because the shade's down, the steps, like it's like pulling up the shade, and then, oh, the light's there. I didn't have to recreate it. It was just there all the time. I just couldn't see it. And um, miraculous, I love how I was told it's miraculous, but it ain't magic. I got to do the work because the main work is getting me out of the way. And then the light just comes in and the power flows and things fall into place. I don't have to effort and do anything. So I love this paragraph. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Marcy. Larry Kay, you are up. And if anyone's on speakerphone, please you get off that. That just causes the echo. <laughs> thanks, Amy. Can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Thanks so much for your service, Amy. Um, you know, I, I can't find what I'm not looking for. If every day I get on this line where we study this text, the very text that's going to lead me to the actions of freedom and alignment with God. And every day I get on this line and I am blinded by my doubt, I will sabotage my efforts. I won't do the work. You know, Shakespeare called it a traitor 
that makes us lose the good we often might win by fearing to attempt, by fearing to attempt. I won't see the miracles because I'll never follow the instructions. Conversely, whatever, whatever we are looking for, we will indeed find. I can't find a miraculous demonstration of God in this work if I'm not open to its possibility. That's, that's the truth. Truth never changes, but what does change is our apprehension of the truth. So for me, for example, I can glimpse intellectually what this program offers. I can hear it in you. I can, I can, I can intellectually grasp the freedom it offers. But rest assured, Larry, it's only through the demonstration of the principles, the demonstration of the principles that we come to know its spiritual truth. And to accept the truth in step one is huge, our powerlessness but not until we have proved in living the implications of this truth is do we own it? Does it become ours experientially? The outcome of the steps depend on the sincerity and the thoroughness in which I complete them. And that's why I suspect so many do not become entirely free of the shackles of self and we stay stuck in the pudding and in the frosting and in the food, right? We can help others along this path, but here's the absolute truth for me. Until a person is willing to do the work in a sincere fashion with the imperfect thoroughness that only a human being can, it's, but it's required of this process, those half, those half measures are going to avail me nothing, or at least nothing that's sustainable. And if I truly wish to alter my life by the grace of God, the task ahead is not easy. It's not an easy one but it's certainly possible. I've seen you do it. We've seen others brought to the shore of freedom. Thank goodness for this program. Here's the catch. You have to pay the price. A price must be paid. And that price isn't paid just once either. It's continually a reaffirmation, our commitment to these, these actions, these principles. That's why we study this day after day after day. Thank God for this program. With that, I pass. Thank you, Larry. All righty, Jen A., you're up, followed by Kelly S. Go ahead. Good morning, Amy. Thanks for hearing me out there in the crowd. Uh, This is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Colorado. Um, Wow, what an awesome meeting. And um, I know for me that I I didn't have it. I I don't got it at all, right? Um, But God had placed it there, deep down inside of me. And it was there. And when I stopped doing the things to stuff it down and to cover it up and to hide it in the masks that I was wearing, and I was able to uncover and discover and discard all those things about myself, I was able to find that. But I needed to access that power, that power that's greater than me, right? And it says in this book, and I read it with a sponte this morning, that faith without works is dead. And I was dead, dead inside, and I couldn't, I couldn't even see the light, the light down inside of me um, that was so wanting to shine that God had given me at the beginning um, because it was so dark. Everything was dark. My life was dark. My past was dark. Um, everything I did was dark. Um, but you know what? When all that was uncovered and discovered and discarded and, and cast away to one side, um, the things that I was seeing is the joy. And my mom used to sing that song to me as a little girl. You know, she'd sing, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And she'd go, where? 
And, um, you know, that was sung to me. And um, as a kid, you sing it, today I feel it, I believe it, and I live it. The joy that I have today, um, serving God and serving others as a result of this program. So when I stop pushing things down, and it starts with the food, and I say goodbye to the food and have a funeral with it, then I can pick up this work and do these steps um, in order with someone in whom the problem's been solved, then I, too, um, can live out these miraculous demonstrations. And they're happening in my life today, and that's just, that's facts, right? And that's when my 17-year-old son comes home. He goes, yo, mama, that's facts. So, you know, if Bill wrote facts, and they're saying facts today, that's facts, and I just believe it. So I'll stick with that. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Jen. Okay, Kelly S., followed by Teresa P. Go ahead, Kelly. Good morning, Amy. Thanks for your service. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Oklahoma. Oh, glad to be on the line. Um, so this uh, chapter, We Agnostics, you know, my vision for you, uh, study my meeting here was my Ebby and got me through this chapter after 30 something years because this was a turning point for me. You know, I've spent all uh, my life in and out of these rooms uh, looking for some small power, right? And so I got completely blocked and I didn't know that. And I just, it was a game and life changer for me to find out that power was deep within me this whole time and that I had just been blocked. And we hear that this is a program, you know, of subtraction, and I had to get out of my way. You know, I had to have death of self. And, of course, what we know today, what I finally learned was I had to work the steps, all 12 of these steps, to get unblocked. So, what, you know, not only I was blocked from all the stuff we've talked about, you know, all the different foods, the behaviors, that drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it, I think I've done it. But, you know, also, you know, those powers we've also talked about, you know, the perfect sponsor, the perfect meeting, the perfect retreat, the perfect convention, always looking on the outside to fix myself. So when I saw in this book again, finally, that that power was deep within, you know, I wanted God to fix me. I wanted God to zap me because, you know, I would hear what I wanted to hear. But, you know, I thought, okay, God, I'm powerless, so God's going to do this to me, right? God, come on, come on. You know, I'm still eating. I've been here 30 years. Why don't, you know, what am I supposed to do, God? You know, why isn't God fixing me? Why am I not getting that white light thing, right? I just kept waiting for God to zap me. I'd read these stories in the big book or these, or in, in oh, the OA Lifeline, all these different people that were getting this, you know, spiritual uh, experience. And I tried to create that. Let me tell you guys, you can't create that. But, uh, you know, and so I started, you know, following instructions. And then one of the times I heard the speaker say something that really helped me because I always knew I wanted God to fix me, right? And she said, you know, God is not going to do this to me. Or for me, God is going to do this with me and through me. So my power is there within. I just have to get out of the food to get unblocked. I have to work these steps, you know, get out of get out of all the blockage, find my true self. This process helps to un, uncover all that stuff. And I and it's like I I just close my eyes and you know I my God is right there in the breath. And I can remember breathe in spirit, breathe out self, breathe in power, breathe out powerlessness. Take God's hand. God's going to give me the strength to work these steps. God is not going to do it to me. I'm not going to be that. He's going to hold my hand. You know, that power is right there. It was so much easier to get tapped into that once I put the food down and started working these steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Amy. 
Thank you, Kelly. Teresa P., your turn. Teresa, are you there? Press star one to unmute. Okay. Well, Teresa, going once, going twice. Okay, well, uh, try to get back in if you can. Okay, so we have time for a few more shares. Who would like to share? I've got about two or three. Maura Z. I'm sorry, what? Maura What page? What page, okay, please? Maura, we're on page 55, second paragraph, just the one paragraph. So who was that person? Maura, did you say? Yes, please. Maura, okay, initial of your last name? Z, as in zebra. Got it. More Z. Okay. Who else? Stacy K. Stacy K. Have we got time for one more? Who else would like to jump in? Judith R. Judith. All right. Let's go with that. Mara Z, Stacy K, Judith R. Mara, go ahead. Thank you, Miss Amy, for your service. It's like hard and cats now, isn't it? Oh goodness gracious! Uh, timer, timer. There it is. Start. Mara Z recovered by God's grace and mercy. My favorite line in the whole book. Actually, we were fooling ourselves. For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. I searched high and low. I went to meetings for 11 years, 12 years, whatever it was. I would see these faces of these people who got it. You know that book. You've seen that book. And I wanted that. I wanted that peace and serenity. And I kept asking, how do you do it? Well, you pray and meditate. Well, how do you do that? Well, you just sit and you do this, or you do ABC, or you do one, two, three, or all these different methods. And, I, and I've said it before, not one person in all of those years ever said, Mora, the way to faith is through working the 12 steps. So after, I don't know, 12 years, 13, 14 years, whatever it was, when I came to this particular meeting, and finally I heard, as it's written in this book, the reason they wrote this book is to get you to a power greater than yourself, to have that spiritual connection with a power, capital P, is to work the 12 steps in order as they're written in this big book. That is the simple formula. There's nothing else. There's no rocket science here. And there's a friend of mine in program who's a rocket scientist. And she will tell you, this is not that. This is a very simple, straight out, structured approach. Maura, if you can count to 12, you can do this program. If you can be honest with yourself, you can do this program. If you are willing to go to any length, Remember those lengths that I went to 
to get X, Y, and Z at whatever restaurant it was, fast food, Walgreens, Rite Aid, whoever had it, whatever it was, whatever that drug of choice was for the day, which I guess I should rephrase because there was never a choice. There was never a bleeping choice. I was going to eat it, period. That's all. It was going to happen. When I found the way to God, I found a way to a higher power whom I choose to call God, is by working through these 12 steps, I said, sign me up. I don't want anything else in my way. This is it. And this has been it. And I have a God in my life today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much, Mara. Stacey Kay, your turn. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. This is Stacy Kay, compulsive overeater in Colorado, and I'm happy to be here today. You know, this deep down within, um, I can't help but think about, you know, the fifth step promises um, and where it says um, we'll begin to feel the nearness of our creator. And uh, that's where it is has always started for me is um you know that that heart to heart that language of heart with another fellow you know somebody else that not only has the same problem but has has a solution and um you know being able to be honest and and true to another person because all my life you know leading up to you know, programming these 12 steps, I, it was all a big secret and I was afraid to be found out and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me and I had to fix myself. You know, I I wouldn't let anybody get to know me. I put on all sorts of masks, you know, and, um, you know, today to be able to, you know, still today, like sometimes when I can't connect, even though God's right there and I know it, like in my head, I know it. Um, you know, that 10th step or, or that, uh, you know, especially when I work with another and, you know, when I can be helpful and, and, and useful, you know, I feel so connected to that power. Um, but, you know, it's not always easy for me to find. So, you know, with another compulsive eater, there's nothing like it. And um, I'm just really grateful. I'm on the phone, sweetie. Whoopsie. Sorry. I better go. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Okie dokie. Thank you, Stacy. Judith R., your turn. Thank you. This is Judith R., gratefully recovered in New Hampshire. Um, how can a guy <clears throat> like Bill W. <clears throat> make a statement like this? Deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. How can somebody who was so unsure about God come up with the clarity and the power to say a statement like this? It's incredible. And I am one of the lucky few, I think, who get the the kind of spiritual awakening, spiritual experience that Bill had. And the way I see it is that Right out, right after college, God looked down at me and said, "This kid's not going to make it if I don't intervene." 
And so he tricked me into going to a prayer meeting. <laughs> At the prayer meeting, I had the spiritual experience of a lifetime. I felt God's presence and love so powerfully throughout my body and all around me that I knew <laughs> I went from being an agnostic on a good day and an atheist on a bad day to being a complete, oh my God, <laughs> this God stuff is real and is true. And I, since then, I have to have the other kind constantly, the the awakening kind. Um, and, you know, every few years I get an experiential kind, but mostly it's the awakening kind. But I, even with that experience, it took many, 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 many years before God restored my vision. And I just realized recently that it, <laughs> there's no coincidence that we are call ourselves a vision for you. And that is the miracle that I'm living in today with 10, 11, and 12 after 42 years in program of finally getting it. And because Bill had that experience and because he shared it with others and because Bob had his awakening, um, we're all able to be on the phone this morning with each other. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. We have time for one more share, two-minute share, if someone would like to take that. Carrie, Hi, was it Carrie or Terry? Terry, yes. Go ahead, Terry. Hi, good morning. This is Terry C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I, this is such a great meeting. I just had to weigh in on this. I really didn't have anything to say before this. I was just absorbing it all. But Gary, we lost you. Gary, we lost can you. you hear, can you hear me now? Oh, there you are. You're back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. So, um, yeah, just weighing in on the fact that um, I was one of those doubters, but the place where I was really a doubter was in the meetings, you know, it was in the program. People were mentioning God and, and I was worshiping, you know, the food plan and abstinence because I could control that. And the mention of God was mysterious and elusive to me and mostly like, you know, something that I might have to give up control to. And, um, you know, I was that doubter and, and it was definitely obscured and blocked by self-importance and, importance and worship of other things and you know but yet there was something inside me it it, it aroused something you know sometimes it was easier to deny what you were saying than it was to try to believe in it because then I might have to ask for spiritual help because to believe in God is to believe that there's a power greater than us and that we must need help you know we must need help from that power so um, I'm just going to wrap it up there and thank you for the time and you know, just be glad this morning that I can see that it's not that there's problems with things that I didn't see it earlier, that, you know, there's blame on people, places, and things. It's just that, you know, this chapter came alive for me in healthy meetings, and I'm so grateful that it did because I understand today that um, I don't have to be blocked. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. And on that note, we are going to wrap things up. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared.
Um, thank you so much to our readers and our announcements. Please um, join us for a second, another awesome hour, of unrecorded hour of study immediately following this meeting. Uh, the share ID for today's meeting, September 18, 2019, 7 a.m., is 13,411, 13411. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Could Leon, could you, Leon B., could you please take us out? Good morning, Leon B., Griffey, recovered composer of eaters in Pennsylvania, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.